The board adjourned from closed session at 7.45 and took no action. Good. Yes, could we have the roll call, please? Trustee Lawrence? Here. Trustee Banerjee? Here. Trustee Bouquet? Here. Trustee Chiron? Here. Trustee Sheikhlin? Here. Trustee DeVries? Here. Trustee Hernandez? Here. Trustee Benson? Here. Trustee Thompson? Present. We have a quorum. Thank you. Um, and we have our uh, employee recognition tonight. Oh. Well, then, let's just have a conversation. How are you? Happy New Year. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that was my fault. He wasn't going to come. I took full time for that Oh, here we go. Okay. So this is one of the favorite parts of our meeting because we get a chance to recognize the great individuals who work in our system. So could I have those people who are making presentations to come forward? actually nominated by me um, one Sunday during one of our recent surges we had over 29 doors in the ED wow. it was a crazy Sunday um, and we couldn't get through it uh, without Dr. Levy I just want to give a few points of, of how she helped us in the command center she actively reviewed ED admits and re-evaluated individuals in the ED over a dozen patients and she was able to find five patients uh, that were, uh, was able to be discharged from the ED who initially had admit orders. She didn't stop there. She then transferred another five patients to San Leandro and Alameda which just isn't a phone call. It, it takes some effort uh, with handoffs and uh, transfer orders. She didn't stop there. We had to help Alameda appropriately. They had a, a, a patient who needed a higher level of care, and they had a urinary blockage. Dr. Levy assisted with that. She was in the ED, but she still had her own patient uh, laid up on the floors. She then went on uh, with her team and worked up uh, a total of, uh, what I have here, almost 24 new patients. And all this, dealing with me, called her about 52 times, wondering where we are with admits and discharges. And uh, she was very professional and pleasant. It was a, it was a fantastic experience and a, a great example of a partnership uh, that we have with uh, our physicians here at Highland. So I'm extremely impressed with Dr. Levy, and I ordered a cup of coffee, and I'm raising some places to Dr. Baden the following morning. Uh, Tamsin was definitely a rock star that Sunday. So if you join me, congratulations. <laughs> okay. The second individual I'd like to call up is Sabrina Vetter. Sabrina is a, a, a diet clerk uh, here at Highland uh, for Food and Nutrition Services. And she was nominated by uh, her assistant director, uh, Poonam Patil. Uh, Poonam writes the following. Uh, Sabrina Vetter is one of the diet clerks providing exceptional service to our patients and residents, both at Highland and Fairmont, actually. 
She's a call center operator who takes patient calls and helps them with their meal selections within the framework of physicians' prescribed diet orders. I can imagine her job is very difficult reading over a menu to patients over the phone. I can understand it's hard for patients to understand why they cannot have certain foods. <laughs> so really does an exceptional job of explaining to her patients in simple language so that they can comprehend and adhere to their diet prescription. This is my favorite part of the summary next. Sabrina truly cares a lot about patients and goes above and beyond in helping them. In fact, there was a traumatic brain injury patient who told Poonam that Sabrina cared so much that she went to his bedside and encouraged him to eat when he had lost his appetite. He mentioned that if it was not for Sabrina's constant encouragement to try new foods on the menu, he would not have bothered about his nutrition for healing. Several other patients have mentioned that she describes the food items on the menu in a way that made them want to try the new food, item, food items in their house. <laughs> yes, they are for me. I'm trying to lose. <laughs> she has demonstrated a unique ability to put a smile on patients' faces even when they're upset. Sabrina never hesitates to help serve peers and patients. Oftentimes when the operation staff is busy, she has taken food items to patients' rooms herself. She's a strong support system for her peers and helps them whenever needed. Let's congratulate Sabrina for being a great member of our team. And that takes care of for Highland. Who's up next? again to be here every um, it's very exciting actually I know you all have mentioned um, uh, how much you enjoy these it's, it's thrilling for us actually because it reminds us of why we're here and why we're all here so it is with my great pleasure that I uh, introduce Mr. Uh, Ernest Newell and I want to say a little bit before I read uh, our, our summary and I have to admit that many people kept chiming in at some point we had to say okay stop we're going to curtail our summary um, but well, way to think of Ernest, and I hope I'm not calling out movies that people cannot remember, but in the 90s there was a comedy show, Living Color. I'm an avid, I love TV, I love sci-fi, Ergo, my last name, but this actually was comedy. And if you remember, there was a, lots of skits that came about. There was a cook where you'd go to the front, you'd say, I'd like a, a sandwich with a drink, and I'd like filet mignon, and like this, this, and this. To this. And you wouldn't because before you could blink, the person would bring your item in. That is Mr. Ernest Newell. You, you say you're cold, 10 minutes later, you've got a brand new heater, and you're quite toasty, and the ambiance is extremely well done. So he is just remarkable, and one of the most humble individuals that we have on, on our team. Specifically, Mr. Newell actually is uh, a building equipment and maintenance worker. And for those who know what John George is experiencing with our literature and remediation and all of the environment of care, it was not only fame but well-deserved that we recognized one of our engineering team members. Um, he is humble, again, he is quick, and before you've had a chance to think and finish your sentence, he's already figured out a plan. So I don't know ultimately what his goals are, but I certainly hope that he continues to stay with AHS and looks at other opportunities to really lead his team. With that being said, Mr. Ernest Newell has been employed with AHS for over 17 years, and most of this time has been at John George. During the past seven months, he's been a key player in completing the joint commission findings. He always goes the extra mile and has a positive attitude while he works. His ability to motivate others has played an important role in keeping the team working together smoothly. On behalf of the Behavioral Health SBU, we would like to wholeheartedly nominate him within John George for some engineering and outstanding support services. Every day, Ernest makes sure that we have what we need to take care of our staff and patient. No matter the task or request, Ernest never says no. He only says, let me see what I can do. <laughs> These words are trusted because Ernest always comes up with a way to resolve any issue. He's always on time, engages the staff to make sure he has all the information he needs so as to troubleshoot any problem. He is always available with his team and his spirit is contagious and uplifting. 
even in the midst of John George's numerous Joint Commission projects associated with environment of care and ligature issues, Mr. Mueller has remained a consummate professional and immediately tackles each and every project task to him. His critical thinking is appreciated and respected by all disciplines. His quiet, humble approach to the work often makes it easy for us to momentarily forget just how much he contributes on a daily basis. But most certainly his presence and absence is sincerely felt. For that and many other reasons, our SBU has selected him and would like to nominate him to the Board of Trustees for recognition. With appreciation, all of us, and specifically one of our nurse managers, made sure to recognize him as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, I'm Richard Espinosa, the CAO for Post-Acute Services, and I have the honor and privilege of introducing Andreas Castellani, who is at our South Shore and Subacute facilities as a social services uh, department. <coughs> I'm going to start by saying during our annual survey, our surveyor said uh, how fortunate we are to have Andre and to not let him go. So I wanted to make sure that we put that out there first. Uh, Rose Rosetti, who's also here, the nurse manager of South Shore, has uh, submitted um, for Andre, and she writes. Andre uh, started with Alameda Health System in February 2017. In the short time, we have found him to be an exceptional team member. He is reliable, action-oriented, determined, diligent, and very articulate. He has a gentle, compassionate, and patient personality, truly fitting for social work. Andre has gone above and beyond by taking our skilled nursing residents to necessary appointments if they did not have family members to accompany them. To name a few, he's gone to eye appointments, orthopedic and vascular appointments, and paratransit eligibility appointments. In addition, which seems like a long time ago because of the rain during the heat wave that we had, Andre came on the weekends and provided a supply of watermelon and cantaloupe fruit to help the residents stay cool and hydrated. So we are very honored and lucky to have Andreas work with us, and I, I thank you for being part of our team here. Trustees, uh, I have the honor of introducing Terry Dixon, who is the manager of employer health at Alameda Health System. And her employees insisted that we recognize Terry. Uh, her manager, Paula Peck, who unfortunately can't be here this evening, also wanted to recognize Terry uh, for the work that she has done in transforming our employer health department. Uh, Terry joined us in 2015. Uh, she's been an exceptional uh, manager for her staff, and she has worked incredibly hard with infection control to change the culture of the organization. Uh, I'd like to recount something Terry and I were just talking about a little earlier this afternoon, which was an employee calling, complaining about receiving a letter. And the letter indicated they needed to get their TB. And without TB, they wouldn't be allowed to return to work. And the employee asked the question, three years ago I didn't have to do this. Two years I didn't have to do this. And Terry said, that's right, that's when I arrived. <laughs> and now you have to do this. And that's the transformational uh, change that Terry has brought to the organization. Uh, one of the things an employee said uh, about Terry was she was only respect of her colleagues uh, and the employees under her. She's truly a class act. And I just want to reinforce that. It's not just important what you do, it's important how you do it. Uh, Terry does the right thing whether it's hard or whether it's easy. And she does it through her staff, with her staff, and with her colleagues. And with that sort of attitude, I'm absolutely confident we'll continue to do the right thing and be a better organization for Terry's presence. Now, the last thing I'd like to say is unfortunate that Terry's an Oakland Raiders fan. <laughs> In recognition of that. <laughs> Good afternoon. Uh, good to see you guys again. 
Chairman, my name is Andrew Hussein, the new Vice President of Quality, and it's really a privilege and an honor to present this recognition for uh, Ms. Annette Johnson. Um, <coughs> Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. In the last six weeks, it's been an incredible privilege to walk around this organization and meet so many people that, um, whose mission sustains the hard work we do every day. And um, when I met Annette, um, I saw that in everything she did. In fact, every number that was seen today at, the, at, the, at QPSC was a result of the work that Annette did. Every discussion that we had about wait time, about delays, about falls, that was Annette leading a group of people trying to change the way we look at what we need to do through data. Ms. Annette Johnson joined the Almeida Health System in 2001 and since has become a key leader of the Almeida Health System Quality Department, spearheading the analytics section. She started her career here as a medical clerk, where her genuineness and professionalism were quickly noted by all. It was not long before she made her debut in the quality department as a safety coordinator, but her passion for ensuring safe, high-quality care for all patients inspired those around her. As safety coordinator, Annette left a permanent imprint developing patient experience reports and supporting the Equity Council. Her savvy with data made her a natural fit for her subsequent role as a quality analyst, <clears throat> during which she took the implementation of the MIDAS reporting system, no easy feat, and the data management system. Now, as quality analytics manager, she demonstrates her gifts for collaboration, coordinating the production of the monthly True North metric dashboard and the cascading SBA dashboards. Shout out to the ER, level two, EPA, five minutes. Annette embodies AHS mission, AHS's mission for caring, healing, teaching, and serving all. In fact, she was selected to participate in the prestigious Massachusetts General Hospital Disparities Leadership Program in 2010, where there's only a handful of people from our own nation. In concert with her cohort, she developed and trained staff in a system-wide effort to collect and manage real race, ethnicity, and language data that continues to this day. Annette is known for her calm presence, her unflinching dedication to the organization, and the exceptional quality of her work. AHS is a better organization because of people like Annette who give themselves fully to our patients. Annette, thank you. Trustees, my name is Fefe. I'm the, I'm the director of nursing at Alameda Hospital. Uh, James is not, uh, he's unable to attend uh, tonight's uh, recognition for the staff, so I'm here on his behalf. Um, I would like to introduce you, Yun Cheng, uh, pharmacy uh, supervisor at Salandro. Um, unfortunately, the staff from Alameda is unable to attend this meeting, so I'm just going to do the Salandro. Um, Severe shortage of critical medication are impacting hospitals nationwide. In recent months, the ongoing shortage has been exacerbated by the effects of Hurricane Maria on manufacturing facilities in Puerto Rico. Essential items such as small volume IV fluid bags used to mix antibiotics and other medication are in very limited supplies. Yin Cheng Yun has done excellent work managing the challenges of this shortage by finding alternatives and educating staff. Um, most recently, she developed and implemented an action plan for Salandro hospitals to switch to administering IV antibiotics to IV push as much as possible. To reserve the limited supply of IV fluids bags for situations where they must be used. The action plan also improves the efficiency of the workflow for this medication and will decrease costs. 
reaching is collaborating with pharmacy leaders to implement this initiative system-wide and integrating this plan into the CS4 order sets. So join me to congratulate Jimmy. So thank you so much. Thank you. And Madam President, um, sorry. Is that okay, David? Can I, I, uh, I do just, you have other people that you want? Uh, no, I mean, this was in but I wanted, I, I asked uh, uh, Trustee Thompson if he would, well, I wanted to thank, thank you for uh, presenting in James's absence, but I wanted to ask Trustee Thompson if he would share uh, with all the trustees and others why, why James is not here uh, today. Yes, James, really, this is an opportunity for the thrill of joining a trustee meeting. He <laughs> <laughs> is a colleague of mine on the San Leandro Chamber of Commerce, and um, the Chamber is recognizing him this evening at the annual awards dinner, which 200 people, it's the wow. biggest event that uh, happens in San Leandro in our business community, uh, as the businessman of the year for his commitment wow. to the hospital. Wow. So uh, he's there this evening and sends his regrets. But, Wow, that's great. We'll be having alcohol and we will not. Well, um, uh, I do, I do, on a part of the, on behalf of the board, want to thank uh, those individuals who are recognized tonight. You know, we we know that we have a great staff, but when we get to see the faces and hear the details of the kind of work and involvement that you have committed to this organization, not only give us a great deal of pride but makes recognize that we are working in one of the best hospitals in America. And so thank you so much for the hard work that you have done. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and so we're going to move on to the um, doctor's reports, medical staff reports. And uh, if we could have um, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I beg your pardon. Um, it's public comment time. I moved too quickly. Um, so, do we have any? Uh, do we have any public comment? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. He's a train. <laughs> yes. He will soon be able to have us tell him what to do. <laughs> so, we uh, can move on to our. Um, a medical report, and please. So, um, in addition to the details of the medic segmenting that I presented earlier, thank you. I will really mention that uh, we had an event yesterday where more than 20 providers in white coats spoke to the Alameda County Board of Supervisors to support um, the idea of having a cross-campus EHR, and um, it was very well received by the board. I think it showed that we have a, a true commitment to um, unifying safety and patient care across all three campuses, and, and I think it hopefully helped. Absolutely. I, I was going to make comment at my point to thank you, thank you all, and so I, I will do that later. But do you, do you want to also uh, tell the board what Dr. Hearn is doing presently? Um, Jean is in uh, South America teaching an ultrasound course um, to further the education across the globe um, in emergency care and assessment. And this is volunteer work on his own, and he pays for the work himself. So this isn't something that we send him to, but rather he, he does this as a part of his work. And so we just want to give him a shout-out of the good stuff he's doing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, we, uh, I spoke earlier about clinical course standardization, CPC charter, SMYPT uh, community charter. Uh, the, uh, one of the uh, uh, major items on the uh, MEC was the Sunny Andrew Emergency uh, Transitional Plan. Uh, we did get a presentation from some emergency position, and that's going to something, that's uh, a transition plan that's going to happen on February 1st. And the committee was also um, really from the coverage, and uh, 
we are trying to uh, make an effort to ensure smooth transition without compromising our quality of our patient care. And the other uh, issue that came up during the MEC uh, meeting was that uh, during the uh, rehab uh, construction, uh, we invariably going to run into situation that uh, the elective surgery is going to get canceled. And some of uh, the surgeon um, in the MEC expressed a, a concern about that because uh, once we cancel the elective surgery, uh, that <coughs> you cancel one elective surgery that's scheduled three months ahead of time, that could create quite a, a lot of dis dissatisfaction amongst the patient. And that's one of the core business that we are counting on. So we're trying to work with uh, Mr. Jackson and trying to figure out the plan where we can minimize that. And so that's something uh, we'll report back to you when we uh, come up with the plan as far as uh, the elective surgery uh, in San Diego Hospital during the transitional uh, period. Unless uh, you have any suggestion, we are very open to it. Thank you. We do hope you report back. Okay. I think that's important for us to hear. Thank you. Alameda. Meeting trustees. Um, I report for the um, medical staff MEC uh, committee for Alameda. Um, we discussed um, the ER transition again with um, effective on February 1st. Um, there was a presentation similar to San Leandro by the uh, sound um, emergency medicine that's taking over the contract. And uh, they laid out their plan in terms of physician staffing, uh, involvement with um, the physicians that are coming on, especially identifying um, leadership positions for um, ER medical director and making sure that the quality of care is, uh, is similar in that it's continuous. Um, um, uh, aside from that, um, we um, also discussed um, our uh, primary care and specialty care uh, for Alameda, which is an ongoing issue, and asked for an update as to when um, the uh, primary care uh, clinic uh, will be um, functional or operational for Alameda uh, uh, Hospital. And we were informed that the position is already posted and hoping that by April of this year, um, the uh, primary care clinic at Alameda will, will uh, hopefully start. That's so, great news. What's the month again you plan to have that open? Um, we were informed that hopefully by April, um, okay. but the position that we were informed has been posted for the primary care physician uh, that will be uh, in the clinic. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Thank you. Any other comments on part of the medical staff? Uh, Did I cut you off? I beg your oh, pardon. Oh, you had this pause, so <laughs> I... <laughs> the, um, the, the other issue that we discussed was with regards to uh, the uh, transfer center. Um, uh, the medical staff um, uh, you know, raised concerns about uh, the transfer center, hopefully in the future, in the near future, being able to facilitate uh, transfers from of the community hospital to Highland for Highland of care. At present, um, we have to escalate uh, certain cases to leadership in order for patients to be uh, transferred um, uh, for to Highland for Highland of care. We understand there's um, there are issues that are you know um, constant for for Highland, but you know, this um, concern was raised by uh, medical staff. Um, at the same time, um, we also discussed about challenges we're having for patients requiring um, follow-up after hospitalization um, from Alameda, where there's challenges of being able to make sure that the patients that we're discharging from that acute hospital do get the appropriate uh, follow-up appointments at the clinic. So there's ongoing discussions with that as to developing a process where we're not just giving the patient a number for this number, but there's actually a process where you know, these patients will um, get adequate follow-up care. Okay. 
Okay, thank you so much. Did you um, want to talk about the chart? The chart? Or do you want to talk about your chart? Yes, the chart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, uh, it's the, um, our female uh, rolling score for um, HCAPS, uh, Patient Satisfaction Survey. Um, we have um, achieved our goal for rating hospital from 0 to 10. Um, we are consistently um, on the right track of uh, meeting that goal for the past uh, six months. Also with um, uh, most communication, there's a little bit, um, we, uh, for the past uh, three months, we um, achieved our goal for nurse communication with patients. Still some work to do with pain management and communication about uh, discharge medications, which we're working on with um, our nursing leadership at that moment. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. They paid um, over there, that's a lot of, uh, work to do with um, these, so thank you. Yes, great, thank you. Uh, move to the board president report, well, which is mine, and I will, it says remarks, and so um, I would like to make certain that um, our medical staff and individuals who are at the supervisor's meeting on Tuesday understand how much we appreciate their time um, it was a long meeting, and they sat through the whole thing, giving um, testimony to the importance of our um, of our medical record, and we really want to our electronic health record. And we do want to thank you for the your commitment and time. Uh, and I believe because of that commitment, you showed that while our implementation will not be without some some issues, the fact that you are all committed to it makes a tremendous difference. So thank you for your support. Uh, I got a sense that the Board of Supervisors will in fact approve this. I didn't have any negative feeling from that, and I think my, the Board concurs. Um, I also want to, because after two and a half years, I turn over the gavel to another individual. Um, I did want to thank my board and the staff for their patience and support of my being president. Um, I've learned a great deal about uh, health care, more than probably I wanted to, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I have learned what. However, for me, the, the thing that I live with that is most important to me is that I really do believe in a public democratic process. And when we have open meetings under the Brown Act, I believe that it enhances a system and an organization. It brings a great deal of clarity to the public. And I think we should never be afraid to ask the tough questions in a public setting or for the staff to feel that they have been put on the spot because there has been those tough questions. This is, I think, the democratic process in its best form. And I want to thank you all for participating and for supporting my leadership. I thank you very much. So second, uh, we are going to move to the election of officers. And if you'll notice in the board report, we have um, three, we have three uh, candidates who are running for president, vice president, and uh, secretary. So president, we have uh, Joe DeVries. For vice president, we have um, Kim Kitty <laughs> uh, Banerjee, and for Secretary, we have Maria Hernandez. Um, are there any other nominations from the floor for any of these positions? Uh, hearing none, I'd like a motion to approve the slate. Thank you. Thank you. All those in favor? Aye. Thank you very much. It's yours, big boy. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. I, off to a rough start. <laughs> um, I, I really want to thank you for your leadership. It's been a pleasure um, serving under you. And uh, really, when I think about where this board was, for those of us that were here when you took over a couple of years ago, uh, to where we've come, uh, it's it's really been 180 degrees. And, and it's such a great group to work with. Um, you've really... Um, uh, 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 cultivated a culture of respect and, and input and, and transparency. Um, and honestly, 
uh, to lead this group is really to get out of your way because everyone here is, is fantastic to work with. And so I just look forward to, um, um, I won't switch seats because I'll lead from the left. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I guess uh, uh, if anyone else has any remarks, we'll turn it over to our CEO um, All right. for his report. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll get started, uh, uh, but I'll take a point of personal privilege to, uh, uh, to extend my uh, heartfelt thanks to you, Michelle, for um, the two and a half years of, of, of leadership. Uh, actually, all largely coinciding with my time here. So. Uh, it'll be nice to have somebody else to blame for anything I'll do wrong. But uh, <laughs> I'm also uh, the credit for, for a lot of things that we have done right. And I really want to thank you for, for your uh, um, hours of support. Many people only see it during the course of these meetings. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know if I should say this publicly, Joe. Uh, we talk a lot <laughs> offline. And so um, you, you might want to not give me your second uh, cell phone number because uh, <laughs> I'll wear the first one out. But, uh, but uh, it will be, I'll trust it'll, it'll, it'll be as fun a journey and I'm excited about working with you as well. So thank you both for that. Um, so it, it, is, it is kind of crazy to think that this is January 25th. I feel like I've experienced about a year in a month's time. Uh, this is a really, really uh, uh, frenzied month and uh, we've been thinking a lot about all the different challenges uh, that the organization is facing. A lot of goals that we've set for ourselves but also a lot of externally set expectations for us. And, and so often, you know, uh, I find myself sitting at home kind of like reflecting on all of this and, and knowing that there's a lot of good stuff, but always trying to raise the bar. And, and when I did that, I had this moment where I looked up and saw this image on the television oh, screen. Yeah. And for those of you who don't recognize it, the, the people in this image, that's uh, the two U.S. Senators, Susan Collins and Joe Manchin. And this is an image of them before a press conference celebrating that after six to nine hours they had reopened government for a full three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, if the, the bar is that low, maybe I should be toasting every day because we, we do this and more. Uh, but, um, you know, the cynic in me couldn't uh, resist that um, February 2nd is Groundhog's Day. And the Groundhog, uh, I can never pronounce his name. Ponsatani Phil. Thank you. Ponsatani Phil. Well, Ponsatani Phil's cousin actually comes out a little bit earlier, and we found him. He's called Gridlock Greg. That in just about two and a half more weeks, the, the next shutdown will occur. And he's, he's also 100% accurate, probably. So uh, let's hope that this time he's wrong. Uh, but uh, I just need you to get that cynical energy out, and thank you for indulging me. I will move forward now. Uh, and really turn the page right away. What's that? And I should have said that. I see in the midst of all of that, uh, Chip got to be off last for six years, and we should celebrate that. Uh, it's very important yes. for the Children's Health Insurance Program. We still have a lot more work to do on uh, funding our uh, health centers, including our own federally qualified health centers, and uh, the uh, dish cut delays, uh, which are really big and important for us, and uh, less time not sit, DACA, and other sorts of things are also very vital to our community and the, uh, uh, the country at large. And so uh, let's hope that that two and a half weeks feels like a year to and they actually get all of this done. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk about these three quick updates. So one, I want to reflect on, again, something that happened this month at MLKDF service. We have this beautiful quick video that I'd love for you to see. Uh, we'll do our dashboard update as we always do, and then I'll end with just a uh, invitation that to, uh, uh, in for our... Uh, our ongoing neighborhood cleanup activities uh, that were really sponsored or spurred by some uh, community feedback that we got from uh, supervisor or trustee degrees. I'm not telling you your political future here. Uh, but given just a second, we're going to pull up this video uh, uh, that we'd like for you to see. On January 15, 2018, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service, Alameda Health System volunteered with others at the Alameda County Community Group. During orientation, volunteers learned that in 2017, the King that 311,000 people distributed 21 million pounds of produce. Alameda Health System volunteers helped to sort of pack 50,000 pounds of produce on this day, which is equivalent to 41,000 60% of the food the food bank distributes is fresh produce. Food insecurity is a major issue in Alameda County. It is estimated that half a million residents are living at twice the poverty level. 
25 residents of Alameda County to receive programs or services through the food bank. If you or anyone you know is dealing with food insecurity, please call 1-800-870-3663. That number again is 1-800-870-FOOD. So I really wanted to take the opportunity to recognize uh, we had over 40, 40 staff who participated, or staff and their family members actually, uh, who participated in this day of service and including our own Trustee Fernandez. Uh, and we're really excited and, and very appreciative of the, the, uh, the demonstration of, of teamwork and our participation in uh, addressing uh, other social determinants of health uh, in, in our community. Uh, and we certainly intend to do uh, that and, and more. The day before that I shared with some of the trustees that I spent uh, a day in this room with uh, some 50 plus students from Cal Berkeley, uh, St. Mary's, and uh, CSU East Bay getting training for our AHS Health Advocates Program and a huge room full of uh, volunteers for a very exciting uh, um, uh, work that we do. So a lot of uh, commitment to service to address uh, things that go well beyond the walls of the, the, the organization and our various sites. So thank you for that. Now I'll move forward uh, to talk about the performance dashboard and uh, just a little bit more cynicism, sorry. Uh, this, says that this is the only performance indicator that's moving up, unfortunately, is my blood pressure. <laughs> uh, uh, personally, for us, that's not really true. Um, uh, we have, and I know we talked about this, I have apologies, it doesn't reflect well, but we have done our due diligence, uh, we've done our responsibility, we put it in your uh, uh, update folder, we send this out at least a week beforehand, and we yes. sent this out to you already. So uh, you've both seen this dashboard as well as some of the uh, updated narrative behind some of the successes and some of the challenges we continue to, to face. And so uh, happy to entertain any questions you might have about this. Uh, I did want to take a moment to focus on one area where we are experiencing some challenges uh, but progress. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I know that uh, those of you on QPSC heard a lot about it, and that's in our falls. Um, so we have uh, um, uh, targets and benchmarks for reducing uh, the amount of falls that we experience in our acute setting, in our uh, post-acute setting, and in our behavioral health setting. And uh, some of the red that you see in the third uh, quadrant there is reflected uh, uh, by that. Actually, the skilled nursing facility uh, did well for the month, and so that we're, we're still red for the year, but they're coming uh, towards the goal. Uh, the other two areas, we, we're continuing to experience challenges. Um, we, uh, and as, as I said, you've heard, those of you on QPSC heard a little bit more about this, but I really want to uh, highlight the, the work that uh, Kenzie has been doing to continue to work with us on this, but especially also the work of Dr. Kendra Hussein, who started with us in December and has really uh, joined forces uh, with Kenzie and the rest of a very uh, dedicated group of uh, staff leaders uh, in our, on our inpatient or I should say in our units uh, across the organization to serve as champions to really improve the uh the incidents or reduce the incidences of falls in our organization by uh, um, improving the compliance with best practices and having that standard throughout the organization. When falls do occur, doing really quick uh, follow-up to understand the root causes of that, what sort of education we can glean from that, reporting that to the quality people to partner with us to actually spread that knowledge and to spread that uh, uh, awareness throughout the organization and to continue to track this to uh, move it ultimately in the right in, uh, direction, not just for the sake of the metric itself, but what this means for quality and safety for our patients, uh, including an effort that they uh, began uh, last weekend doing uh, more executive rounds with the staff to validate that standard work is being done, to speak with patients and their family members to help them to understand why we do certain things to reduce falls and how they help us uh, to help their loved ones to stay safe. And so uh, uh, we're, we're not uh, anywhere near where we want to be in this effort, but I do want you to know that there is a a great amount of uh, effort that's under, uh, undertaken. Uh, I was sharing this without going to this slide because I didn't want you to see yet another slide that's tough to look at. Uh, and the purpose of it was really to reflect everything I just said. Um, this is what we call an A3, and it's a way of which we capture in a very succinct fashion uh, what our problem statement is, what the current state is, what the desired state is, and really in a more scientific uh, uh, method, try to drill down well beyond the numbers that you see here to uh, what's happening almost on a day-to-day -day basis in our organization related to this particular indicator. So more work to come here. Uh, we're not out of the woods, as, as, as it were, uh, yet, but um, I'm, I'm really thrilled with the increase and, and pleased, as you said, with the increased uh, effort and involvement on the part of a lot of people to, to really bring attention and uh, focus on this particular uh, uh, important quality metric. 
Uh, and uh, with that, I wanted to, well, as you said before that, I'm happy to, I want to go back to this. If there are any questions about anything else on here, I'm happy to address or yes, trust you. Thank you. Um, I wasn't, what, what constitutes the turnover in workforce? What, what are you, what are you measuring? Uh, Tony, can you step up? So what we actually... Uh, I mean, just people in and out, or is it people who have elected to leave? What, what, it's, what it's is people out. So the turnover is people leaving the organization and... For whatever reason? Correct. It's, it's, it's total, and then we drill down <laughs> to that, uh, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, and then what are some of the reasons for involuntary departures from the organization. And some of that, uh, which we talked about in HR committee recently, uh, um, there was a, there's a cluster of... Um, of uh, involuntary leaves that are tied to the first 90 days of employment, which suggests that there may be some opportunity around better screening for a fit for a candidate and, 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 yeah, and, and, and the organization and really drilling down there. But now we look at turnover across or irrespective of the cause. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Any other questions about any of this? Okay. And then with that, actually, I wanted to end. I know we have some important things on the agenda, including our election today, so I didn't want to be too windy here. But uh, uh, we will keep a, um, a yielding calendar, uh, as you have requested before, uh, uh, key events that we are sponsoring or other events in the community um, that we want to call to your attention. And this one is uh, one that's upcoming. It's on your calendar. But I wanted to, again, thank uh, Trustee DeVries uh, for uh, uh, being a, 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 a a conduit of uh, uh, concern for one of our neighbors who was concerned about uh, uh, some of the uh, trash that uh, uh, materializes uh, beyond the borders of, of the hospital campus that are clearly connected to either people who work here or people who have uh, been treated here. And as good neighbors, we want to make sure that we minimize that. And so I want to thank uh, John Chapman and uh, the rest of the Highland team and Terry and the rest of the Pace team for organizing uh, uh, periodic events like this to make sure that we are demonstrating our, our, our efforts to be good stewards of, the, of, of our community. So the next one's coming out in February. Third, if you are so inclined or you have friends who want something to do on that day, uh, Terry's Avenue is just show up. We have all of these supplies. We can give you a, a cute uh, uh, AHS hat, and we, we send you off to work. So uh, with that, I will. Uh, and I do want to say thank you. It was noticed by the neighbors that the effort that, that the hospital staff came out and, and you know, rolled up their sleeves and picked up the garbage. It really is appreciated. And um, it was great to get that feedback and to see folks out there. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I'm done. All right. Uh, so with that, we can move to the consent agenda. Uh, <coughs> approval of the minutes from November 9th and November 30th. Can I get a motion? I so, second. second. All right. I have a comment on Yes. Minutes. Um, I'm just curious. We list absent Maria Hernandez and Gary Charlin, but yet we show them voting on two oh. items. Uh, I, I did a lot of uh, political organizing in the South, and uh, <laughs> 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 okay. so you so those corrections. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right, great. Uh, and then uh, item two is approval of contracts. Uh, <laughs> I move approval. Do I second. All right. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right, great. Uh, and then we have our uh, approval of policies and procedures. I'll move. I second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right, excellent. So that ends our consent agenda. Um, we'll move on to appointment to committees, and we're going to keep this really easy. Um, uh, I've talked to a few folks who are already committee chairs about continuing in that position, and I think uh, I've gotten concurrent. Um, that uh, uh, Trustee Thompson, you would like to continue as our Chair of Finance, correct? Couldn't do that. All right. Uh, and uh, uh, Trustee Jensen, uh, you're, you're uh, good with staying on as the Chair of HR? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and 
Trustee Banerjee, you're going to stay on as our audit chair for now. You will. Excellent. Thank you. Um, thank you for that. And for QPSC, I know that um, we would love to have our newest member who's uh, from the medical staff uh, chair that committee, but he would like to um, uh, watch and observe from the sidelines a little bit. Uh, Two sessions. For two sessions, mm -hmm. so we're going to ask uh, Trustee Hernandez to be our interim chair, mm -hmm. uh, and when when uh, Trustee Bouquet is ready to take the training wheels off, uh, he can step in in a couple of months. Right? That's an honor. All right. Yeah, president with no experience. I do. There is one other really significant committee that I'm sad has to be created. It's an ad hoc committee, uh, and that is a selection committee to replace uh, our. our departing president who has told us that she's not only stepping down as president but will be stepping down from the board to pursue um, film festivals and other <laughs> other uh, um, duties uh, and so although she's going to stay on until she's replaced that process could take several months because it requires vetting both by our board and of course by the board of supervisors um, and um, I've asked uh, uh, Kimmy uh, Trustee Banerjee if she would head up uh, that ad hoc committee because uh, she did a fantastic job last time. Look who she got us. Um, and but she will definitely need some support. So I would like people to volunteer now. Yes, okay. All right, great. I'll also volunteer. All right, great. That is That's four. Oh, it's four. So with that, as far as committee membership, uh, uh, I I'm assuming most people want to stay on the committees that they're on, uh, but we can talk offline if there's any changes to that that people want to make. Um, I will say personally, um, it's been uh, really a, a pleasure to serve on QPSC. When I was first asked, I didn't even know what it meant mm -hmm. uh, when I started in 2013. And um, it's, it really has been great to understand the, the quality side of the hospital patient care. Um, now that I'm taking the reins as president, though, I actually think I would step away from that committee uh, and focus more on finance. I, I really think that we're moving into some extremely uh, challenging and precarious times. We're taking on a huge challenge um, that has a lot of risk, and uh, there may be some real sacrifices that will be made along the way, and so I think it's really um, would be best for me to join that committee. I don't think that by doing so I, change, I, I get it to quorum, so I think it's okay. Um, it's not, not a problem. Is the president, I don't know how to do that right. I can show up at any meeting, can't I? Absolutely. Right. But right. you can formally do that right. because it's a, it's a public meeting and we would abide by the Brown Act. It's okay if we have more, <coughs> more members. Right. But you'll, you'll probably see less of me at the QPSC, which has everyone but Trustee Thompson currently attending anyway. So, oh, no, and Trustee Chiquine, too. That's right. That's right. Um, so, um, so with that, any other comments on the committees that people want to make right now? So I've discussed with the past chair and uh, chair of the Finance Committee uh, joining that committee, um, okay. as well as the Audit Committee. Excellent, okay. And if that still works. Yes, that works. I'm to have you. Fantastic. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Any, anything else? Any other changes people want to talk about now? No. All right. Great. So with that, um, before we move to um, the biggest item of the night, I actually want to take, uh, what do we call that, executive privilege uh, and move the, um, the monthly financial update uh, to the, to the, to the to now, uh, I'd, I'd like for the whole board to have that um, that update just so people can hear where, where things are and, and, and just be aware of it before we um, uh, move forward with, with the electronic health records. Um, so uh, with that, uh, David, if I could have you give your report, that would be great. Sure, I'm going to give a big report. We've just completed um, the December financial statements. It was a favorable month. We did operate, operate profitably. Uh, what's occurring is the volumes are starting to pick up. Uh, December is a very busy month, and that's carrying into uh, January. 
um, we did operate below budget, but it was uh, in general a pretty good month. Uh, we're preparing those financials for discussion uh, on February 8th with the Finance Committee. And in addition to that, we're, um, management's working on the budget process and targets and things like that, so we'll be, be prepared to uh, discuss that in future meetings as well. And uh, we still maintain compliance with money credit. We had about $72 million. Uh, Steve Manning commented that he was quite pleased with where we are. Uh, we don't yet have word on the uh, 2017 uh, MC to cost payment that we're expecting. That's also by coincidence, $72 million. So we were hoping that that would come in in January or February or somewhere in that area. So that's where we are in finance. Is it fair to say, as you know, I'm supportive of the EHR FMSD, um, that um, we're still well off budget for the first six months of this year, and the reason why that we made uh, profit in December was of $2 million in um, all of Medicare waiver that came in and a million dollar grant, and so that we still need to keep an eye on our, uh, our EBITDA, which is 50% off budget. Uh, we, we are behind um, budget year to date. Uh, we are working on a plan to correct budget, um, and we are working um, additional supplemental reserves that have developed and that's going to continue through the end of the year. When is the plan going to come to finance, do you think, to get us because we're a um, year? I, I, I was too early for us to come over. Yeah, just so we know. Before year end? It will be before year end. It will be before year end. As we've gotten to uh, certain stages of, of clarity around where we are with our forecast, um, um, we, we also have put measures in place that we can tell, we can certainly bring you the plan that we put in place right now, um, uh, but we are further refining that plan and adding things as we are getting into the clarity of, of, of the year as it's materialized. And some of those things are uh, uh, somewhat sensitive in nature, and so we would like to uh, further vet them internally before we before we air them. But some of the other things that we've already put in place, in, in, including our FT review and some other things, we're happy to share share that now and with where, where that is in the process. So, uh, I, we can do that next next okay. finance committee, and then as the other stuff comes along, we'll we'll, we'll share with you at an appropriate time for, for public consumption. But we want to do some things uh, preliminarily to make sure that that is not uh, uh, that's not a, that it doesn't cause an issue uh, more than than moving to our one percent operating issue is keeping me uh, operating margin is keeping me up at night. Sure. So I look forward to understand. <laughs> Yes, Tristan. Uh, are you, uh, are you happy, have you decided yet whether or not if we get the 72 mil to to use it for the, you know, to zero out our debt or are you going to put it into, have you talked about um, it yet? It's, it's not an if, it's when. We, okay. we definitely will receive the funds, it's just a matter of timing. And by the nature of our agreement with the county, when it comes in, it will go to the county and will automatically reduce the debt. Okay, and almost to zero as I... But depending on when it comes in, but if it comes in the, in the next month or so, we will go down to zero or perhaps be a little positive. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you. So, any other... Did you have a comment, Trustee Vanity? No? All right, great. So uh, let's move on to uh, DE2, approval of electronic health record. Who, who's leading this discussion? Is that Bob? I, 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 I move approval. Second. Second. Uh, all right. Uh, Bob Hughes, Bob So that moves us on to um, uh, our committee reports. They're in the packets. Uh, I don't know if uh, there are any questions on them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still taking them. <laughs> 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 I do. I'm still taking them. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I caught it all. Trust me. There's so many. I know. Uh, okay. Yeah, 
I'm speechless. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Conversations and a lot of work, a lot of responding to questions, and that combined with um, the incredibly powerful testimony by our staff, uh, I think made it a no-brainer. So thank you. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I do think on so many levels this uh, electronic health record plan is is so good for Alameda County. It just from population health to access to our throughput to our uh, our staff's ability to do their jobs and to practice medicine and not um, paperwork um, it's it's just amazing and so um, it's it's daunting and it's scary but it's the right thing to do for for so many reasons and and really hats off to Safia for all of the amazing preparation work that you did not just preparing us but actually internally working with the entire uh, system and, and you had I think over 700 participants in your, in your sessions of employees testing it and, and, and seeing what was the best system to choose and um, I just think um, it, it really feels like we're all united on a path together. Yeah. Um, yes? I, I, I couldn't agree more and I, um, I appreciated the testimony and also the, the um, comment from one of the supervisors that you know to ensure that we had input from all of our um, employee groups and I think that to your point and to what we know that that definitely did happen and we did hear the stories I um I just want to close by saying at the end of the meeting I was um, talking with Laura Miller from the CHCN and we agreed that you know we have a beautiful new facility where our maternal and child health program is 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 the best in the in Northern California we have a um, level five trauma center but certification and that's great and we've done all that despite the fact that in the trauma center the lab results are sent through a pneumatic tube and maybe get lost so, yeah that's um, just incredible I mean it just it shows how dedicated and, and resourceful our staff is but also uh, it's going to be amazing what we'll do once this is in place, I think. Yeah, I, I wanted to say it was just hearing from the staff, and we've been prepping for this for a year and hearing that just the testimonies, I think of it as like the principal aim, the triple aim that you think of in thinking of, you know, improved patient health, patient experience, just think of the... Uh, how, how much better it's going to be for the patient to have seamless integrated continuity of care, lowered costs, health equity, and most of all, physician and clinician wellness as well, because that is key to what we do. And finally, I just think that having it as scary as it is about how we're going to pay for it, and the work has just begun, because now it, we have to ensure that the build goes right. We have to ensure that the staff is trained so that when we go do that big bang, go live, we are ready to take full use of this incredible opportunity that we have to come up to tomorrow with that. But I also think that this is our ultimate or a very determined act of resistance against what the federal government has been throwing at us. As we move forward with the budget process, we know that public health funding is going to be decimated. We know that, that the insurance market is going to see a lot of uncertainty and there's going to be all of this happening. And when we can build the infrastructure to work within our networks inside our walls and outside and do that, that really is preempting the kind of um, chaos that that we will be. And so it, it won't happen this year, it won't happen, it will happen next year, but I think a lot of our preparing and our workflow and all of that is going to help mitigate some of the stuff that we're going to see in the next two years. So. I'm very happy to be supporting this. I'd also like to echo the sentiments that have been expressed by my fellow board members, but I, I would also like to 
express my appreciation for the patience that your staff has shown through uh, the board's due diligence and, and for answering the questions, the tough questions, and for the process that I know can be painful at times, mm -hmm. but necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think your, your staff did a phenomenal job with our board. The staff has done a phenomenal job with the supervisors, and I think the way you planned and executed is just beyond reproach. And, uh, very proud of the work that's been done and really looking forward to EPIC being the system for our system. I think the staff are all NRA members now. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. Uh, uh, I'll try to be as short on this. Uh, uh, I echo everyone's sentiments. Uh, this was a model in how it should be done. Uh, uh, impressive leadership from our executive leadership, impressive leadership from our medical staff, impressive leadership from this board. I'd argue this is one of the most important votes that this board has ever had, and I appreciate all the entities here because I, I am convinced that this will change the arc of our destiny, uh, this, this decision. So thank you to all of us, uh, and uh, go AHS. <laughs> I just want to also echo the sentiments being expressed, but I also want to call out to all of the medical staff uh, who have labored with love to give the services that our patients receive in the wake of such a challenging situation with not having all of these tools. And um, there is no replacement. There is no substitute for the passion that our physicians and nurses and all staff bring to the work that they do. And I know they're going to be so happy to have this tool, but everybody does an amazing job already, and I hope this just makes it easier for you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, with that, I think uh, our, our business is done. Do I do, do we accept committee reports? Do we have to do a motion to accept? No, no. no I didn't think so. We have to go to closed session so I can see James get his award. Okay, right. Let's uh, adjourn. The, the board is now going to adjourn to closed session uh, for uh, the audience and uh, public employment litigation, and we'll do that. The board adjourned from closed session at 7.45 and took no action. Good. And then